How comforting to know that God's presence is with us in every circumstance in our life. From being thrown into a pit, sold and treated as a slave, to being elevated to second in command in the kingdom of Egypt, everything good in Joseph's life was connected to God's presence. Today, on Enjoying the Journey, Scott Pauley leads us through a study on the life of Joseph where we will learn how to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. In our culture, there is a, a great deal of emphasis placed on prosperity, on material gain and things, uh, stuff. That's all it is, just more stuff, bigger stuff, newer stuff, more expensive stuff, and stuff that's not going to last. When you read and study the, the story of Joseph in Genesis 39, there's a phrase that is very interesting. It says in verse 2, he was a prosperous man. It says in verse 3, all that he did, the Lord made it to prosper in his hand. Uh, again, at the end of the chapter, uh, that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So you have this word prosperity, and it's interesting. That's what we gravitate towards. That's what we want. That's what we work towards and pray for and desire. And we almost associate uh, the, the person's spirituality with their prosperity. But that's not it. In fact, please don't miss this. The Lord was with Joseph when he was prospering and when he was being held in bondage as a prisoner. So prosperity is not the gauge of spirituality. Prosperity is, is the least thing. It's, it's an external. It's a blessing. The Lord gives us richly all things to enjoy. If you're prospering today, praise God for that, but don't forget the Lord in the midst of it. But here's what I want you to take away from Genesis 39. It is this. Most people probably thought that the secret to this man's life was his, his ability to prosper, his ability to make something happen. You've heard the adage, everything that man touches turns to gold. But the secret was not his prosperity. The secret was the presence of God in his heart. In fact, there really are two things in Genesis 39. There is his outward prosperity, but there is his inward purity. Might I say the outward prosperity ebbs and flows. It comes and goes, but the inward purity is something that must be guarded at all costs every day. Look, if you give up your integrity, if you give up your, your um, purity, it will not be because someone took it from you. It will be because you made a choice to sacrifice it. And Genesis 39, I think, is a great warning to us and a great instruction to us to remember the presence of God in our temptations. We've learned several things. We've learned, first of all, to remember that the temptation often comes after great blessing. We've learned to remember that when nobody else is watching, God always is. We've learned to remember that all sin is primarily and ultimately against God. Practice the presence of God. And now we come to verse 10. And it came to pass... As she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. Please don't miss this. Because you could read verse 7, 8, and 9 and think, well, that's the temptation. It came and went, and life goes on. He passed the test. Friend, this is the test that just keeps coming. Temptation doesn't go away. You don't outgrow temptation. I fear sometimes that those who are most spiritually mature and have the greatest Bible knowledge and Christian experience may be the most susceptible to temptation because we start thinking we've passed that. We, we've, we've gone beyond that. 
Not a single one of us is above any sin. And at any moment we could sin against the Lord. Remember that. And so we add a couple of truths here today from verse 10. First, we remember that temptation is not going away. It's not going away. Uh, not till we get to heaven, not till the tempters shut up forever and these bodies are made new like the Lord Jesus. Won't that be a great day? Here's the key phrase, Genesis 39, verse 10. She spake to Joseph day by day. I've underlined that phrase in my Bible, day by day. The Christian life has to be a day-by-day life because the spiritual battle is a day-by-day battle. Don't be shocked. Don't be stunned when you have a wonderful day today and tomorrow the devil comes after you again. Don't let it surprise you when you have a great spiritual victory and blessing and then suddenly you're, you're struggling with your flesh again. Remember, Paul said, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You may be led into temptation's room over and over and over again, but there's always an exit door. There's always a way out of that temptation, and I would suggest to you that the way out is to practice the presence of God. The Lord was with Joseph in the house. The Lord was with Joseph when she came. The Lord was with Joseph day by day. I remember studying years ago about the temptation of the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 6. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting, or Matthew chapter 4, it's interesting. We read that passage and we see the, the tempter coming after Christ and he says, it is written, it is written, it is written. And uh, we have the idea, well, he conquered that temptation, it's over. But if you read carefully, I think it's in Luke's account, the Bible says that Satan departed from him for a season. Do not think that that one temptation was the only temptation Christ faced. He was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. I think all through his life Satan was after him. I think in the Garden of Gethsemane Satan was after him. To the very end, Satan was after him. And to the very end, the temptation, temptation will be at all of our doorstep and the tempter will be after every one of us. That's why later in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 6, the Lord Jesus taught us to pray uh, lead us not into, te- into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why? Because every day of our life, the tempter's going to come, and every day we need the power of God to overcome the wicked one. So remember that temptation's not going away. Let's add another truth to this. Number five in our list, remember that if you want to avoid sin, you have to get as far away from it as possible. I look at my own life and think the times that I have Cross the line with God. That's what sin is. It's crossing God's line. The times I've crossed the line, I was walking too close to the line. Now, don't we do that with sin? We say we don't want to sin, and then we get as close to it as we possibly can to see how close to the edge we can get without toppling over. Friend, if you don't want to sin, get as far away from it as you can. Listen to the end of verse 10. The Bible says he hearkened not unto her, so he, he stopped listening to her. He didn't have a conversation with her. You, you can't reason with sin. You can't reason with the tempter. He'll outwit you every time. And if you start listening after a while, uh, you'll start taking things to heart. Then not only did he not hearken to her, he said he wasn't going to lie by her, so he wasn't even going to be with her. He wasn't even going to be with her alone. He wasn't going to give himself the opportunity. Now, we know in the verses that follow, we'll come to this, that there came a day, in the very next verse, when Joseph was in the house doing his business, and none of the other men of the house were with him, and she came into the place where he was. Uh, But I believe this with all my heart. He did all that was within his power 
You can't stop temptation from coming, but you can do all in your power to get as far away from it as possible. That's why Proverbs 4 says, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. Romans chapter 13, verse number 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. In other words, stop making it easy on yourself to sin. Look, there's going to be enough temptation and difficulty without you giving yourself opportunity. Know the triggers, know the temptations, know the weak areas, know the weak times, and run for your life. In the words of 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. We'll pick up with that thought the next time we study together. But let me encourage you today, whatever trial or temptation you're dealing with, the Lord is with you. Practice his presence. Review it, rehearse it, repeat it to yourself and to others. In fact, when the tempter comes around, remind him that Jesus is with you and that you do not want to sin against God. And the Lord help us to remember the Lord in our temptations. Too many times we compartmentalize our faith to a single day of the week, often Sunday. But the Lord desires for us to live in His presence daily. And oh, what joy we find in the Lord's presence. You can learn more about living in God's presence by visiting enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph. There, you will find information about Scott's book entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. You can download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. We really believe that the Lord will use this book to help you learn how to live in God's presence. We look forward to having you with us next time on Enjoying the Journey.